coming up on 5-Minute News. Zelensky accuses Russia of nuclear terrorism after reactor fire. Jury acquits Louisville officer in Breonna Taylor raid. And Sacklers to pay $6 billion in settlement of opioid lawsuits. It's Friday, March 4. I'm Anthony Davis. The Russian military pressed their attack on a crucial energy-producing Ukrainian city by shelling Europe's largest nuclear plant early on Friday, sparking a fire in a nearby building and raising fears that radiation could leak from the damaged power station. The assault on the eastern city of Aneridar and its Zeporasha nuclear plant came as the invasion entered its second week, with Russian forces gaining ground in their bid to cut off the country from the sea. Elsewhere, another round of talks between the two sides yielded a tentative agreement to set up safe corridors inside Ukraine to evacuate citizens and deliver humanitarian aid. Nuclear plant spokesman Andriy Tuz told Ukrainian television that shells were falling directly on the facility and had set fire to one of its six reactors. That reactor is under renovation and not operating, but there is nuclear fuel inside, he said. Firefighters cannot get near the flames because they are being shot at, he said, and the Ukrainian foreign minister Dmitro Kuleba tweeted a plea to the Russians to stop the assault and allow fire teams inside. The attack renewed fears that the invasion could result in damage to one of Ukraine's 15 nuclear reactors and trigger another emergency which could be 10 times worse than the 1986 Chernobyl accident the world's worst nuclear disaster, which happened 65 miles north of the capital. The American Nuclear Society condemned the attack, but said the latest radiation levels remained within natural background levels. The plant in southeastern Ukraine has been surrounded by Russian troops since the beginning of the week. Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky accused Russia of nuclear terrorism. A jury in Kentucky on Thursday acquitted a white former detective of endangering neighbors of Breonna Taylor during a botched raid that killed the black woman in her home, clearing law enforcement of all criminal liability in a case that rocked the United States two years ago. 45-year-old detective Brett Hankison, whose stray bullets hit a neighboring apartment in the city of Louisville during the execution of a no-knock search warrant after midnight, was the only officer charged in the case with wanton endangerment. The jury deliberated for about three hours after hearing closing arguments on Thursday at the conclusion of a one-week trial at Jefferson County Circuit Court. The death of Taylor, a 26-year-old emergency medical technician who was unarmed, was one in a trio of cases that fueled a summer of protests against racial injustice and police violence two years ago, when the country was reeling from the still-new coronavirus pandemic. The other cases resulted in guilty verdicts for the murders of two black men in 2020, George Floyd in Minneapolis and Armand Arbery in Brunswick, Georgia. Those convictions had offered a measure of justice after black activists and victims have said their protests against racial violence were largely ignored before the advent of cell phone video. 
In this case, a grand jury cleared the two white officers who shot Taylor but charged Hankison for endangering neighbours in the adjacent apartment. The only trial to result from the death of Breonna Taylor hinged on whether a police officer was justified in firing his weapon upon hearing a barrage of gunfire. The Sackler family, owners of Purdue Pharma, reached a deal with a group of attorneys general to pay up to $6 billion in cash to resolve widespread litigation, alleging that they fueled the US opioid epidemic, bringing the OxyContin maker closer to exiting bankruptcy. The attorneys general for eight states and the District of Columbia, who had blocked a previous settlement that included a $4.3 billion cash payment, announced the deal after weeks of mediation with the Sacklers. The family agreed to pay at least $5.5 billion in cash, which will be used for abating a crisis that has led to nearly 500,000 U.S. opioid overdose deaths over two decades. The value of the deal could grow as the family members sell additional assets. The Sackler family owners said in a statement that they sincerely regret that OxyContin unexpectedly became part of an opioid crisis. The family members said they acted lawfully, but a settlement was by far the best way to help resolve a serious and complex public health crisis. Purdue said on Thursday that the new settlement would provide additional funding for opioid abatement programs, overdose rescue medicines and victims, while putting the company on track to resolve its bankruptcy case on an expedited schedule. Opioid overdose deaths soared to a record during the COVID-19 pandemic, including from the powerful synthetic painkiller fentanyl, the US Centers for Disease Control and Prevention has said. The Sacklers Agreement follows an announcement today by the three largest U.S. drug distributors and Johnson & Johnson that they would finalize a $26 billion plan to settle allegations over their role in the opioid crisis. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Hello everyone, my name is Tom Kearns and I host the Anglo-Saxon England podcast, where I cover the history and culture of England from the departure of the Romans in the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066. So far we've surveyed the collapse of Roman rule in Britain, the migration of the Anglo-Saxons and the history of Northumbria from its beginnings in the mists of legend to its destruction at the hands of Viking raiders in the 9th century. I hope you'll come and give it a go.